WTTM063. This week, the Window to the Magic.com podcast is brought to you by the fantastic podcast drama Shadow Falls. The town of Shadow Falls holds a secret some will kill to protect, and others will die to expose. For every light that shines, a shadow falls. Be amongst the chosen at shadowfalls.potshow.com. If you love old-time suspense stories and the classic good versus evil with a modern twist, then Shadow Falls is for you. This is not one for the kids, folks, as it may be a little too scary for them. But all you parents out there, and you single folks too, are gonna love it. If you're not sure if you want to subscribe to Shadow Falls, or if you just want to hear a great interview with Mark Yoshimoto Nemkov and James Napoli, the head writers of Shadow Falls, download the September 25th episode of the Little Red's Writing Hood podcast. Terry interviews Mark and James and takes you on an in-depth look into the story behind the story. Shadowfalls.podshow.com is where you can go to get Shadow Falls, and www.lrwh.us is where you go to hear Terry's interview with Mark and James. Shadowfalls.podshow.com And you're listening to Window to the Magic. You're listening to the windowtothemagic.com podcast. Brought to you by windowtothemagic.com Surround yourself with the magic. Hello, and welcome to the windowtothemagic.com podcast. My name is Paul, and as always, I will be your guide through the wonderful world of Disney sound experiences. This show is a weekly trip into the world of the Disney theme parks and resorts, and this is the place where you get to use your ears to surround yourself with the magic. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 63 of the windowtothemagic.com podcast. This week, I'll be answering a few emails and taking you guys into the parks to hear the sounds that are associated with those emails. First up, Kim, Vegas Pixie on the DPN boards, writes, Paul, as I finally catch up on all your podcasts, I just began listening to your podcasts this year, and it's taken a while to listen to all of the old podcasts and stay up to date with the latest and greatest. I just wanted to add my thank you to what I'm sure is a huge pile of fan thank yous that you must receive. Actually, yeah, I do get a fair amount of them, but I wouldn't call it a huge pile. Anyway, she continues, I'll be honest, I didn't get your podcast at first. At the time, I was listening to the now-defunct Laughing Place podcast, where the format was more of a talk show, and I was searching for other Disneyland podcasts when I stumbled across yours. I heard the opening of the show, I can't remember what the number was, but it was a where in the park game, and then I skipped ahead to sounds of crowds and thought, what? I don't care about listening to sounds of crowds. But then I decided to hit the treadmill and really get into shape, you know, age will do that to you. And I gave your podcast another listen. 
but this time from start to finish. And then I really got it, and I was hooked. What I really enjoy about your podcast is that you allowed the sounds to be the star of your show. You really show your audience a great deal of respect, and that's refreshing. You don't force your opinions or observations down our throats like some of the other podcasts do, and you allow us to create our own interpretations of what's going on. You allow us to paint our own mental images and use our memories to put ourselves back in the park. In that way, your podcast really is magic. My husband and I were thinking that this would be a terrific podcast for sight-impaired people who have maybe visited the park since sound becomes more significant along with touch and smell for the sight-impaired. I'll bet your Where in the Park podcasts would be a rich experience for that population. In any event, well done and thank you, thank you, thank you. I do a very simple podcast for my online classes and that alone takes up so much time. I can't even imagine how much time and effort you put into your weekly show. Thanks again, Kim, Vegas Pixie. P.S. When we met at the park and you asked me to give you feedback from a speech teacher's perspective and I mentioned your ums, I didn't get a chance to finish that observation. Communication studies indicate that ums tend to be uttered by more creative people, artists, etc., who are merely contemplating their options. So, uh, you're merely being a creative person. Thanks, Kim, for the great email. Actually, the Window to the Magic podcast does have a large number of sight-challenged listeners already. And yes, when they write, they indicate to me just what you said. They enjoy them a lot. I'm glad you took the time to give Window to the Magic a second chance. And thanks for the insight on the, uh, situation. That's good to know. Then Steve from Memphis, Tennessee writes in and says, Paul, I would love to hear the old kitchen cabaret show that was in the land in Epcot before Soren and before Food Rocks. You remember that one? Veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit, veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit. Any chance you might have that one? Of course we've got things like that. And thanks for the request. The following sound file is taken directly from a Martin Smith video from 2004. His video was comprised of several different recordings of the show, edited together into one full ride-through. The sound quality changes based on the best audio that was available for that section. I will be uploading his video to the videocast as well sometime soon. The French version of Wikipedia had this to say about Kitchen Cabaret. Kitchen Cabaret is an old attraction from the Land Pavilion at Epcot Center and was presented by Kraft Foods. It was a musical spectacle with audio animatronic characters. It was replaced by Food Rocks presented by Nestle during a sponsorship change in 1994. The two attractions shared a rather close topic. Kitchen Cabaret was directed towards the four food groups, while Food Rocks presented the nutritional pyramid. The spectacle was a parody in a concert form. The audio animatronics characters had the shape of food, but they had human behavior. 
The music was based on popular songs of well-known groups. The words of the songs had been modified to take the topic to nutrition. Bonnie Appetit was your hostess, pardon the pun. The attraction opened October 1st, 1982 and closed in March of 1994. It was about 15 minutes long and, as we said, it was sponsored by Kraft and it was a seated theater attraction. So at this point, sit back and enjoy Epcot Center's now-gone Kitchen Cabaret. Ladies and gentlemen, Kraft proudly presents a show that has the whole town cooking. The Kitchen Cabaret. Here's your hostess, Bonnie Appetit. Oh dear, it's time for another meal. Yes, there are days when I feel downcast and get the mealtime blues. If I don't plan a proper meal, my menu will be bad news. All the mealtime blues can get you every time you die. We all can beat that bad and end up feeling fine. So on those days when we feel down. I'll give you all some clues To work magic in our kitchen mm, yeah. And chase away the mealtime blues Now the timing's right The show is prepared Let me serve it on up to you As I sing the praise of good nutrition Eating balanced meals can keep you fit Feeling grand, a variety at your three meals Can only improve the way you feel The basic food groups make the perfect tea When balanced, they are held in high esteem Dairy, bread, and cereals Meat, fruit, and vegetables They'll help you chase those blues Chase the blues away. Thanks, gang. That was a real spicy number. Ah, oh, they're such seasoned performers. Now, let's get things started with a real chilling act. Say hello to my friends, Mr. Dairy Goods and his stars of the Milky Way. It's time to meet some beauties at this our rendezvous. We all come from the dairy with moving words for you. With grace and ease, here is Miss Cheese, a delightful array of curds. Your taste buds, I'll appease. I know how to please. It's known that I'm too good for words. Oh, isn't that right, big boy? Oh, it certainly is. 
It's nice to flirt with Miss Yogurt, the love of many gourmet. Your palate is assured and really quite cultured. Make a sour scene, okay, on each and every day. Ah, but of course, often I dream of Miss Ice Cream, a beauty who's charming and sweet. Ooh, I'm cool through and through, and I've got a double scoop for you to be with me, baby. It's such a tasty treat. Now you have met my beauties, I think you will agree. These girls have such style and taste that's heavenly. And now, direct from the silos of the Midwest, the Serial Sisters. We like to sing about a friend who has really come far. He started with some dough and then he rose to be a star. He is hot when he needs a bread and cereal group. An oven right truth, but he can never be duped. It's known that he's no clown. A boogie woogie bakery boy, the bread with a sound. He's cute, he toots. fellas. Well, here they are. A real hot act to have come to us from a successful tour of the breakfast circuit. Those breakfast buddies, ham and eggs. Home, home on the range in the pan with the butter. That song? The one we rehearsed. Oh. As members of the meat group, we would like to sing this song. And cook you up some ditties as we're singing right along. At meals, our act is very keen. We're chock full of protein. The, the meat group can help you keep strong. Now we'll really beef up this act. Uh, speaking of meat, let's tell them what happened down at the chicken coop, eh? A hungry fox boldly walking through a hen house door. Too bad for him, he met a hen who stood at six foot four. He won't forget the licking. He got from that big chicken. Now he, he gets, gets his poultry from, from the store. store. <laughs> By the way, Mr. A. Yeah? Why was Chicken Little so upset the other day? Well, his mother fell asleep in a hot tub, and his brother was born hard-boiled. One more <laughs> joke like that, and we'll get the hook. Hook? Say, that reminds me. What about the fish? Story. 
A school of fish grew tired of a bragging big mouth bass. Why get straight A's? He used to say, and so he would cut class. Oh, he should have stayed in school. Oh, why made him a fool? Now oh, there's a, a test he did not pass. <laughs> Um, Mr. Eggs, whatever happened to that tuna you used to work with? Oh, sad story. She got caught being fresh and was canned. Hello, <laughs> Mr. Eggs. You're the first egg I've ever seen lay an egg. Oh, yeah? Let's finish up before you get us in real trouble. Yes, sir. At meals, our act is very keen. We're chock full of high protein. The, the meat, meat group can help you keep strong. strong. Uh, say, Mr. Ham, did I ever tell you about the time? Hold it right I... there. One more crack out of you and this act is finished. One more crack out of me and the yolk's on you. <laughs> that does it. We're through. Fine. There's plenty of good protein acts for me to work with. Oh, yeah? Like who? Cheese. Cheese is a great source of protein. Oh, I chatted to think about it. Beans. Now, that's good. Beans? Oh, nuts to you, Hammy. That's right. Nuts to me. Uh, Another excellent source of protein. I can't take it. What are you going to do with it? Just 
just remember with each meal means such a tasty deal. Say goodbye to his bad jokes. Cause we're going up in smoke, folks. Hola, amigos. Don't forget. Veggie fruit fruit are a good bet. You'll enjoy us at each meal. Because we have a meal. edutainment, huh? Thanks, Steve, for the great request. Oh, and by the way, I do have Food Rocks as well, if anyone is interested. Podcast at windowtothemagic.com is the way to let me know. Next up, Arnie writes, Hi Paul, I have a request. I lived in Pennsylvania as a kid and my family only made one trip to Disney World. Of course, I've been back as an adult too many times to count, but I vaguely remember being on a ride called Mission to Mars or something like that. It would be a real kick to hear the audio from that ride again. Thanks and keep on podcasting. Well, Arnie, I have a track in my collection from the Disneyland 50 Years of Magic A Retrospective collection, which is the mission to Mars as it appeared at Disneyland. Now I'm not sure if Walt Disney World's version was the same, but I would be surprised if it wasn't. If anyone knows anything to the contrary, especially if you have audio from the Walt Disney World version, if indeed it is different, please email me. I would be more than happy to feature it on the show. Here's a little history on the Mission to Mars attractions. Mission to Mars was designed in cooperation with NASA and was a revised and updated version of the previous attraction, Flight to the Moon. Guests would now be launched on a spacecraft into space and then land on the surface of the red planet Mars. Guests would first enter a viewing area known as Mission Control and would be introduced to an audio-animatronic character named Mr. Johnson. Mr. Johnson would explain to you how man had made numerous advances in space travel and also learned how to deal with the effects of space. He then showed you the inner workings of the spacecraft that you would soon be boarding. After the pre-show, guests would move on and finally board their spacecraft. 
Inside was a completely spherical theater with stadium-like seating with circular, flat screens on the ceiling and the floor. During your mission, you could look at the views from outside your craft from either of these two screens. There were also screens that surrounded you on the walls of the theater. Third Officer Collins was your tour guide and would familiarize you with your mission as you explored space and Mars. Eventually, as with most attractions, something went horribly wrong and you had to quickly head back to Earth. The seats in the attraction would simulate the vibrations and g-forces from hyperspace during takeoffs and landing by filling up with compressed air. Finally, you landed safely back on Earth and Officer Collins would then urge you to visit again as he explained, there's a lot more to see on Mars. The attraction closed at Disneyland November 2nd, 1992, having first been removed from most of the visitor documentation by 1991. One reason behind the closure was that the controversial attraction Extraterrestrial Alien Encounter was to open in the building as part of the then-CEO Michael Eisner's ambitious but failed Disney decade. Along with Alien Encounter, the Timekeeper and Plectu's Fantastic Galactic Review would have opened in Disneyland's radical and richly detailed Tomorrowland 2055. However, the Tomorrowland 2055 project was cancelled in early 1993 when the Euro Disney project suddenly found itself in almost a billion dollars worth of debt. Disney started cutting costs across the company and was not happy with the estimated cost of the Tomorrowland 2055 project, but they did like the idea. Start of construction on Disneyland's new Tomorrowland was changed from fall of 1994 to spring of 1997, but Alien Encounter, The Timekeeper, and Plectu's Fantastic Galactic Review never opened. The building remained unused until it officially reopened as a restaurant, Red Rocket's Pizza Port, in Disneyland's New Tomorrowland on May 22, 1998. Over at the Magic Kingdom, the show closed its doors on October 4, 1993. It reopened as the extraterrestrial alien encounter as part of the Magic Kingdom's New Tomorrowland on June 20, 1995, along with the Timekeeper. Some Disneyland attraction facts. The grand opening of Mission to Mars was March 21, 1975, and it closed November 2, 1992. It was sponsored by McDonnell Douglas, and the show length was approximately 15 minutes. The Magic Kingdom attraction opened June 7, 1975, and it closed October 4, 1993. So now, let's leave Epcot's Land Pavilion and fly almost 3,000 miles west to Disneyland USA and enjoy Mission to Mars, presented by McDonnell Douglas. Future when a sightseeing trip to the red planet is an everyday adventure. 
When you enter, please use all three aisles. Keep your group together and move as far toward the end as you can. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our McDonnell Douglas Mission Control Room at Disneyland Spaceport. The Director of Operations has been expecting you, and while we're waiting for our flight to be called, he'll take a few minutes to describe what's going on. Excuse me. Mr. Johnson, all the passengers for Flight 295 are now in the boarding area. Thank you. Welcome to Mission Control, space travelers. The first part of your trip to Mars today will be directed from this room. And so will your landing when you return to Earth. As you can see on the large screen behind me, we're keeping track of things on one of our many manned space stations now in orbit, while the small screens below show other activities being monitored by mission control. I'll have them repeated on the upper screens for you also. SSL, this is instrumentation. Roger. SPO, start port recorders and TV video tape recorders. Welcome. Now on the large screen again, you see a scientist aboard the space station at the controls of a large telescope trained on the sun. This kind of solar research was begun back in the early 1970s by the Skylab astronauts. And time-lapse pictures from space like this are revealing new facts about how the sun produces energy, which may help us solve some of our own energy problems on Earth. This is a very interesting part of the station where special manufacturing processes are carried out under weightless conditions. Here you see a close-up picture of a groove being melted in a stainless steel plate. Done in zero-g conditions, this imparts a quality to the metal we can't get under Earth gravity. Uh, mission Control, this is Space Lab Zero Niner. Stand by for a new video on B Channel. And now through an onboard microscope and time-lapse camera, we can see the way crystals form in zero-g. Uh, Capcom, this is Space Lab Zero Niner. Request you transmit this recording to Crystallography Lab on Spinnacore. Zero Niner, this is Capcom. Roger your request. Relay coming up will be via Goldstone. Capcom out. Zero Niner These space-grown crystals are so pure that they're going to bring revolutionary advances in electronics, which will benefit every one of us. In fact, they're so... Attention! Clear all channels for possible emergency re-entry. Oh no, not again. Stand by. Video signal coming in on all channels. Just as I thought. Somehow, this silly bird trips the emergency system every time he comes in. And I think he knows the laugh's on us. <laughs> oh, Mr. Johnson, would you show us what it's like for people in zero gravity? That's very interesting. Of course, just a moment. Patch us into Skylab video net, please. Now there you see how easy it is to get from one place to another. You simply float through the air. That takes some getting used to. But Zero-G has other advantages, too. Like this, for example. One man can easily handle heavy pieces of scientific equipment that he couldn't even move under normal gravity. Astronauts quickly adapt to Zero-G. But over extended periods, regular exercise is absolutely vital. Here are some off-duty crew members working out in the station gymnasium. This is JSC Medical. MX leads are now being monitored on Channel 27. For this exercise period, 
fun, but it isn't always as easy as it looks, as you can see. With a little practice, though, you can do tricks that would make a circus acrobat turn green with envy. All personnel, switch to channel number two for status check. Four communication statuses go. Double net statuses go. Instrumentation. Instrumentation go. Disneyland flight 295 to Mars is now ready for boarding at gate number three. Go. SPO. Go. Now on the large monitor, you can see your spacecraft waiting on the launch pad. Countdown is in progress and all systems are go. Have a good flight. Thank you, Mr. Johnson. Ladies and gentlemen, please follow me to the boarding gate. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard our McDonnell Douglas DC-88 space liner for today's mission to Mars. The captain has asked that you remain in your seats at all times. And please, no smoking. Attention, please. Folks, this is Third Officer Collins speaking. I'm your tour guide today, and I'll be telling you about what's going on during the trip. Right now, we're on final countdown, and you can watch our liftoff on the lower screen in your cabin. I'll speak to you again after we're in space. Mission Control, this is Mars 295, ready for departure. 295, roger. Countdown is go at T-minus 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. distances in seconds. On the side screens, our ship's computer has drawn a diagram of our solar system, and we'll tip it over and move in closer so you can see where we're going. You'll notice that the orbital velocity of the planets is exaggerated, but as we approach the inner planets, you can see that they move with the proper relative speeds. Earth and Mars are anywhere from 35 million to 240 million miles apart at times, which used to make a trip to Mars pretty tricky. For example, spaceships had to follow a curved path for about eight months to intercept Mars when it reached a certain spot. It was like having to hit a golf ball in California hard enough and accurately enough to make it go through one particular window of a train arriving in Florida that much later. Today, it's much easier. We simply launch out into space until we reach Mars Acquisition Velocity, or MAV. Then we generate a hyperspace field around us for a short time. When we switch it off, our spacecraft is approaching Mars. Back in the 70s and 80s, this would have seemed like science fiction, but today it's routine. 
And we... Attention all stations. Hyperspace penetration now commencing. Secure all ship operations. All stations, we are now in normal space mode. Resume all operations. Well, folks, a hyperspace jump is always interesting, to say the least. But we're back in the real universe again, and on the upper screen you can see Mars as it actually appears close up. The dark markings were once thought to be vegetation, but they're actually just large areas where rocky surface material has been swept clear of topsoil by high winds. Mars does have a very thin atmosphere, but it contains no oxygen. There's no liquid water at all, and temperatures are far below zero over most of the planet. Attention all stations, outer lock is now open. Stand by to launch camera drones. Those small unmanned rocket ships you see leaving us will shortly be sending back television pictures as they fly near the surface, but we'll continue our view from orbit also. Through telescopic lenses, Mars looks even more barren, and there's definitely no sign of it being inhabited. As we know now, some things once thought to exist on Mars turned out to be only illusions, such as the famous Martian canals. But it does have some natural features that are almost as amazing. For example, this gigantic rift in Mars' surface called Mariner Valley. It's over 3,000 miles long, 10 times bigger than the Grand Canyon back home. And for a planet that's only half the size of Earth, that's pretty impressive. This superimposed outline of the United States will give you an idea of its size. Here's a closer view of the section of the rift one of our camera craft is approaching. In a few seconds, we'll have the picture it's sending back, so watch the side screens, please. There's the picture. Our camera ship is down in the rift now. Seeing this close, it looks quite Earth-like, but it's hard to get the scale of things. The wall there is almost four miles high, and the floor is about 50 miles across at this point. Even those branch canyons you see are six or seven miles wide and go back as much as 100 miles from the main rift. This is no little canal by any means. On the upper screen, we're switching to what is literally the high point of Mars, Olympus Mons, the biggest volcano in the whole universe, as far as we know now. It's 370 miles wide at the base and over 75,000 feet high at the top, two and a half times more than Mount Everest, the highest point on Earth. Now on the side screens is the picture from our other ship as it approaches the top of the cone. In just a moment, it'll drop down into the caldera and you can see how big it really is. On Earth, the largest calderas are up to 10 miles across but that's 40 miles to the opposite rim. Olympus appears to be extinct now, but just imagine what it was like when that entire area was a sea of boiling lava. Scientists estimate it was... Just a moment, please. Spacecom, we show a loss of signal on remote two. Impact count is rising. Ladies and gentlemen, our camera ship has been knocked out of control by a shower of meteoritic particles. We may encounter the same conditions and... Spacecom, this is Operation. We have damage to primary ACS. Emergency, stand by for space warp. Ladies and gentlemen, we're returning to Earth immediately. 
Be prepared for another space jump. Fly with us another time. There's a lot more to see on Mars. Now, please stand by for touchdown. So there you go, Arnie. I hope that helps. <laughs> Next up, Ken writes in with a question about an old Disneyland LP. Hey, Paul. One time I heard Thurl Ravenscroft do the voice narration for the Jungle Cruise, and I can't remember where I heard it, and I can't find it on the internet anywhere. Did you play this on your show before? If so, what episode was it? And if not, do you know where I can find this audio? Thanks, Paul. Well, Ken, the audio you're looking for is actually the official attraction recording of The Jungle Cruise, which was released by Disneyland Records a long time ago. The LP featured Thurl doing one of the first bad joke versions of The Jungle Cruise, and was actually on the backside of the official Enchanted Tiki Room LP. Welcome aboard the Jungle Cruise. I'll be your skipper and guide down the rivers of adventure. You know, we always turn and take a last good look at the dock and wave goodbye because uh, we may never see it again. As we leave the last outpost of civilization, we enter the mouth of the Irrawaddy River of Burma, where rare plants and lush vegetation grow in abundance. The dragon blood trees of the area actually bleed red when cut. And the ever-fresh orchids need no soil. They get their nourishment from the moisture in the air. Uh, speaking of moisture, we're passing through a tropical rainforest. We often see exotic birds and huge colorful butterflies or a, a couple of mean-looking crocodiles. 
In fact, we're now turning into the crocodile-infested Mekong River of Asia. Well, there's old Smiley, the granddaddy of them all. Uh, you'll have to keep your hands inside the boat. You see, he's always looking for a handout. These recordings, the original Attraction LPs, are available once again thanks to the wonders of CD technology. Disney has a disc-on-demand system where you can purchase old and often out-of-print recordings. I would suggest calling Disneyland Deliviers at 1-800-362-4533 to inquire about purchasing a copy for yourself. music. Okay, and finally this week, we hear from Tony from Joshua Tree, California, who asks, Paul, I just got my copy of your new Jeff Lang DVD, Walt Disney World's 20th Anniversary, and I love it. I just have one question. Where are Epcot and Disney MGM Studios? Walt Disney World was much more than the Magic Kingdom when it turned 20, and I'm really looking forward to seeing Epcot's fantastic Surprise in the Skies spectacular, or maybe even sorcery in the sky fireworks, not to mention the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well, Tony, you're in luck. I just added discs two and three of Jeff Lang's Walt Disney World 20th Anniversary Special Edition, and all of those shows are on this fantastic set. The set also features Surprise Celebration Parade from the Magic Kingdom, the Disney Afternoon Show from Mickey's Starland, and the original Spectro Magic Parade. The set continues with a Central Park area movie shoot of the Muppets and Dinosaurs Live with the Sinclair family from Disney's hit TV show, Dinosaurs. The three-disc set is 200 minutes long and is really gonna make your day, Tony. And on top of that, if you're interested in picking up a copy of this or frankly any other DVD from the Window to the Magic Store, I'm going to give out a code WDW20, that's WDW20, and when you use that code, you'll be able to save 25% off of any DVD purchase of $30 or more. That means that if you use your code effectively, you could use it to get our 10 DVD package and save over $30. 
However, you don't have to buy a Mega Pack to use the WDW20 code. Just pick $30 or more worth of DVDs and enter the WDW20 code and save 25%. And if you include the phrase, surround me with DVD magic when you place your order or by email separately, I will throw in another DVD at no charge. Now I'm not going to tell you what that DVD is, but I will tell you that it's going to make you go arrrr. I would like to thank you all for listening to the windowtothemagic.com podcast as we continue our second year of bringing you the best audio experiences from throughout the world of Disney. Recently, we have released several unscheduled podcasts and videocasts can come at any time. So be sure to check your podcast aggregator software to make sure that you have every episode. The windowtothemagic.com podcast can be reached in the following ways. Our email address is podcast at windowtothemagic.com. Our voicemail hotline is 206-984-9886. That's 206-984-WTTM for Window to the Magic. And finally, the Window to the Magic discussion forums are available at www.disneypodcastnet.com. We appreciate your feedback, so be sure to email or call us soon and tell us what you're thinking. Be sure to tune in next week when we will have another Where in the Park game for prizes. This has been Window to the Magic Podcast number 63, and we'll see you next time. Ooh.